there, beautiful people. You're listening to Cast Ripple by Carla Berger from Cape Town, South Africa. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Cast the Ripple. Today, I want to talk about one of the books I read, which has some amazing points in it that I think we can all use as tools in order to help us guide through some pretty difficult situations in life. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. And now we all know what the word F stands for. I'm not going to say it's here to avoid explicit content. So for all intensive purposes today, I'm going to talk about the subtle art of not giving a duck. Yes, duck. Because I saw this cute little post the other day that said, Dear autocorrect, it's never duck. Because autocorrect thinks we are these little angels that only want to talk about ducks. But in reality, we all know what we actually want to say. So, the subtle art of not giving a duck. So, Mark Manson is New York-based author. He's a self, self-help author personal development author and he started out as a blogger and has now I don't know exactly how many books but three or four books under his name successfully and I quite enjoyed this book specifically I haven't read the others but this the subtle art of not giving a duck is definitely a favorite of mine because he has this dry sense of humor and just he lays it all out on the table he kind of shocks you with his language which i love because you rarely get that someone so honest that they'll just lay it out on the table the way it is so there are three things that stood out from his book that i want to discuss today the first one is a fairly simple concept but I feel like it's something it's a trap we all fall into um, if not once a day once a week at least but I'm, I'm more inclined to think we fall into this trap at least once a day maybe more than once a day and that is what he calls the backwards law so the backwards laws got to do with You wanting a positive experience is actually a negative experience. So it's this whole backwards law. You want a positive experience, but your wanting of that positive experience is actually a negative experience because wanting something means that you don't have it and it means that you need to move to another point in time where you have that positive experience in order for you to be satisfied or be happy or feel complete. So that's what he calls the backwards law. And I feel that this is something that we should just take note of sometimes. Like sometimes we are so rushed and things are so crazy and you have all of these goals that you're working through and all of these things that you want to accomplish and what to do with your life and that's all fine and well but we need to be very aware of what those wants and goals 
due to our present experience and our presence in the moment. And if we get to a stage where it's just want, 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 and I won't feel complete until this or that, then what's the point of it all? Because you'll never reach that goal um, in the way that you want. You'll never be at a place where you'll not need something else or want something else or be striving to something else. Because that's just built in our DNA. We are moving forward all the time. We are continuously improving. And that's a good thing, but it can take us over. So just... The next time that you feel this backwards law creeping up on you, just take a deep breath and experience the moment because there's only one moment like that. And this backwards law, this moves into the next point that I really, really loved about his book. And that's the, the concept of that there will always be problems. So the same way I just said that there will always be movement, you will always be moving forward, there will always be wants and needs and stuff to complete and meet and goals and new goals, there will always be problems. The f the one Once you solve one problem, various other problems will take its place. But it's up to you to decide if the new problems are better problems. You get problems, you get really, really bad problems, obviously, then you get problems and you get okay problems. But as long as your problems are improving, like they are less of a problem, like me not having toothpaste to brush my teeth in the morning is a problem, right? But it's not as big of a problem as not having food to eat in the morning. There will always be problems and things to solve and your brain will always be searching for something to solve because your brain loves puzzles. So it will find something that it thinks mm, this needs to be improved or it can work better if I do it this way or that way. But as soon as you tweak on something, then another problem pops up and the brain just wants to leap over to that problem and fix that. and just wants to fix everything all the time but the point is that you can never be in a place where there aren't any problems there will always be problems but you want to work to a place where you've got better problems than the previous problems like there's this radio ad that I always hear over the radio all the past few weeks and I always think of Mark Manson when I hear this radio ad the um the ad starts out with a man snoring. You can hear the man snoring and he is sleeping, like snoring, snoring, sleeping. And then his wife next to him talks to the radio or whatever and says, like, she's so relieved because they could figure out their bond problems and stuff. And before that, he couldn't sleep and it was such a mess and they were so stressed. And then he takes a one big grunt again next to her and then she sighs and she says, now, now I have other problems. And yeah, okay. So they sorted out their bond problems, 
but now he's snoring because he's stress-free but now that's brought on other problems so there will always be problems it's just a matter of what is a better problem than the previous one obviously not getting a bond and being stressed about finances and stuff is worse of a problem than someone keeping you up at night snoring maybe not consecutively but <laughs> anyway so always move towards a better problem but never move towards no problems because there will always be problems and don't feel bad when you always when you feel that there's always problems okay and then the third one and this is one i really really like i said that about all of them i know but i really really like all three of these points the self-awareness onion self-awareness onion so your self-awareness is like an onion you can pull back the layers so most of us know about the first layer the first layer is our emotions so if you are even remotely aware you have this inkling of emotions like you can feel happiness sadness those kind of things in extreme cases some people can't even feel them so that onion's not even been peeled yet it's not even the skin's not removed very hard onion that but so there's layers in layers here as well so you've got the first layer which is emotions i have emotions all of us have emotions and it's a natural thing the second layer is why am i feeling these emotions so now we're going a bit deeper Ooh, okay i'm feeling this why am i feeling it is there a specific thing that happens that makes me feel this way? Why am I feeling this way when this thing happens? And then there's the third layer. And there's not a lot of people that can go this deep into the self-awareness onion. And that's the personal values. What are these emotion, emotions and these feelings and situations what are they rooted in what values are they rooted in are they rooted in good values good values would be for example honesty innovation vulnerability standing up for oneself standing up for others self-respect curiosity charity humility creativity those kind of things are what is seen as good values and if our emotions and our reason for feeling them are rooted in bad values, those cycles are going to repeat themselves until we realize that it's actually our values that are the problem. So, for example, for Be A Ripple, sometimes I write a post and then the next day when I open Instagram I am disappointed when I don't see a lot of likes on my post so disappointment is my emotion and irritation of being disappointed but 
That's just because I'm aware of being disappointed about it. So there's that. That's the first layer. The second layer. Why am I feeling disappointed? I'm feeling disappointed because I feel like nobody sees me. I feel like uh, maybe they didn't like what they read. I feel like I'm not receiving any recognition for what I'm doing. Those kind of things pop up when I ask why I'm feeling them. Then if you go deeper into that, like really, really dig deep, and this requires a lot of honesty, the personal value. What is that based in? What is me saying I feel disappointed because I don't think people like what they read or I don't think they enjoy what I give out or I don't think that people value it. What is that based in? Is it a value that is a good value or is it a value that is a bad value? That is based in popularity. That's based in likes. And I don't have any control over my popularity or the likes that I get. I have no control over that because that is in other people's hands. If I were to change my values, instead of looking at how many likes I got, maybe I can focus on the likes that I do get. Not how many there are, but that there are likes. Be grateful for those likes, not how many likes there are. And even if there aren't any likes, maybe I can focus on the honesty within my content and me being proud of putting it out there, me creating this for myself, this creativity that I'm portraying if I focus on that then maybe the next time I open up my Instagram page I won't feel disappointed but I feel proud so it's all about digging into those personal values that deepest layer of the self-awareness onion why am I feeling this and identified why I'm feeling it, what is that feeling rooted in, what value. I have another example, fairly simple one, but I'll show you this can also go deep. Say you're at a restaurant and you are waiting for the waiter and the waiter isn't doing his job. He's taking too long. He's not coming to the table quick enough. You are really hungry. You want the sweater to come. You feel extremely irritated and angry. Why is this waiter not coming? I'm hungry. Feed me now. I feel like that sometimes, I have to admit. I am a hangry person. Can, um, yeah, unfortunately, not one of my best qualities. 
but I will admit to it. So you're waiting for the waiter and irritation arises because the waiter is not coming. Why are you feeling irritated? Because the waiter is not coming, right? But why? Why is the waiter not coming making you feel irritated? Because there is an expectance from your side and from society's side or whatever that you should come with within 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes, you should have been here and you should have get, gotten the orders. If not, then that irritation starts to arise. So what is that rooted in? It's a social norm. It's rooted in something that you can't control. It's rooted in time. You can't control time. You can't control a social norm. Those are all things that are completely out of your control. And those are things that you can disidentify with. Instead of focusing on the time it's taking, maybe you can just, instead of waiting for the waiter, just be. Just be present in that moment. And if you are present in that moment, the irritation won't arise. I'm not saying that you're going to sit there for an hour and two hours and if the waiter still doesn't come, you're still going to sit there and just wait patiently for it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we want to create spaces where those negative emotions that we feel don't dominate us. They don't dominate our energy fields. They are allowed. We are allowed to feel them, for them to be there. But we don't want to, them to dominate us because if they dominate us and they take us over, then it creates this vicious cycle where it, energy attracts energy. So if you're feeling irritated, chances are you're going to walk out of that restaurant and you're going to irritate someone else. Or something else is going to happen that's going to make you even more irritated. So we want to break that cycle. We want to break the hold that those emotions have over us. And the only way that we can do that is through presence. This is from Eckhart Tolle's work, Power of Now. And for those that are more practical and for those that want to understand their emotions even deeper than just the energetic field of it all, is the personal values. And... Personal values can be really, really tricky because it's something that we've been brought up to, into. We've been brought up to live in a specific way, to do shopping in a specific way, to be quick and to be fast and to be loud or quiet. Or All of those things are things that we were brought up to, up into, and society wants us to be this way. And if our personal values reflect those social conditionings, then we'll find ourselves in spaces where we feel negative emotions just because. Because it's this. Because it's that. 
because the weights can't take that long. And because I don't get any likes <laughs> or any listens or whatever, we can't make, we, can't, we are the architects of our beliefs. This is from Mark Manson. And this is the point of the self-awareness onion. We are the architects of our own beliefs, of our own personal values. We can decide whether we're going to let these things take hold of us and run away with us. Or we can change the values it's based on. Instead of popularity, honesty. Instead of identity, self-awareness. Instead of ego, energy. We can't control bad values. Those are values that are out of our control. Good values are things that we ourselves can control. And that's, yeah, I can't even begin to describe how much this has helped me throughout the past months to really dig down and dig deeper into not giving a duck. <laughs> and I, I cared. I gave a lot of ducks. I gave a lot of ducks about a lot of things and it would always stress me so out yes i would be so stressed out when things didn't go the way i wanted it to go and i actually had no control over it so i had to dig deeper into deciphering that here's another example last example sorry this has just hit me now as I'm talking to you. I've always had this thing in me where I only feel complete when I have all of my loved ones in exactly the same room. And I've never really delved into it or understood it, but it just, it was this, oh, this was, it was a longing for everyone to be in the same room and if I didn't get that it I would be so stressed like I'd we'd go away for December holidays the family and everyone would be there but if they didn't want to go to the beach everyone at the same time this would upset me because we are together on holiday we need to do things together everyone needs to be together so why did I feel that maybe Maybe it was that I felt hurt that nobody wanted to spend time with everyone. Or I felt a longing, that longing for everyone to be there and then I would feel complete. Why I felt them? Maybe it's because I felt like everyone was moving in different directions and it wouldn't be the same anymore if everyone started, I mean, I moved to Cape Town and 
my brothers in George and you know everyone's just moving everywhere and we weren't going to be able to spend so much time together so I felt that intense longing even if everyone was in the same house but not in the same room even what is that based on that's based on attachments it's based on attachment I'm so attached to the people that I need to be with the people all the time otherwise I'm not with the people but in reality I don't have control over the people I don't have control over the people so I do have control over my energy so if I instead of focusing on the physical aspect feel the loving energy immediately that connection is different immediately that loneliness and that longing evaporates because that loving connection is so much stronger than the physical aspect of itself I can feel that loving connection with my people all the way from Cape Town so yeah that's just another example and you can use this for really deciphering a lot of things in your life okay self-awareness onion away my people um please follow me on be a ripple instagram b underscore a underscore ripple and i think that's it for today i will chat to you guys again in two weeks all my love